Wrestle girlies. Wrestle girlies. Welcome back to Wrestle Girlies, <laughs> the one podcast that steals from other podcasts in order to be more um, subscribed to. Uh, my name is Justin McElroy. <laughs> no, um, let me try that again. Uh, hello and welcome to Wrestle Girls, the only podcast that asks... The, the podcast that asks, why are we doing this? <laughs> why are we doing this today of all days? Uh, we'll get into it later, but yeah, yeah, everybody, everything's terrible all the time. Oh no. Sometimes wrestling's not good. No, but we're going to talk about what is good before we talk about what's bad. That's for sure. So before we talk about that, let's talk about what's made you pop this week. What's made me pop? My pop this week. Um, I, I've been catching up with Baka Gaijin shows. I, I've been watching them on YouTube, watching the Chris Brooks produce shows. Um, they're fun. You know, like he really has like, I, I just love when a Gaijin just goes and like completely assimilates, you know, like Chris is all about the Japanese wrestling style. You know, you got people like Kenny Omega doing the same thing and, Maxi and Pale are getting pretty close, just so embedded in the scene now. And he really is like studying at the knee of Emi Sakura and her micro venue shows. Um, so yeah, I like, I like the, the shows are always really fun. You know, it's one of those things like, oh, I wish I could go. Uh, I want to be in that small little room, like bumping knees with all the Pujoshi, watching Zack Sabre Jr. come out in a lab coat. I love it. <laughs> How um, about you? What'd you pop for this week? For me, it's the lead up for Mania Weekend. Uh huh. You know, the collective's been announcing things. A few other places have been announcing. Um. Oh, you know what's uh, really coming up uh, yes. fast though is uh, Uncanny Attractions. Oh uh, yes. The Share the Love event coming up on February tenth. Mm. Um. They've been starting to release the card for that, and uh, we're gonna have the Battle of the McQueens. Yes. That that story like made me sad like that was the the most i've ever felt at an indie show was the betrayal of dylan mcqueen like oh my god i wanted to cry right there um yeah excited to see that again yeah and if y'all haven't seen it yet first two are on the title fight network Mm. and i think that this upcoming one is going to be on iwtv oh nice love iwtv other than that, uh, the main topic for today is going to be women. Women. What are they? <laughs> Just, um, women. Women. You love to see them. Yes. You love to see them in wrestling. Yep. You love to see them wrestle more than one match. I. Oh man. You love to see them wrestle a match that if if the if it's only one match on the card, you love to see them wrestling for more than ten minutes. Mm, you love to see them fight men. You love to see them fight men and beat men. And beat men. Uh, We love women. Yeah. Yeah. Both of us, literally. Lesbians. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, who who would have thought it? Right. (laughs) Um, Women have been treated as um, kind of a novelty when it comes to wrestling. Mm -hmm. When it's so odd what what wrestling is at its core, Mm. it really just seems kind of really weird how anybody would have such gender-locked ideals from it if anybody could do anything Mm. you know and the the everything in there is the believability of what can you make somebody hold on to in a story and it's like if you can't find a way to incorporate women into that it is not because women don't belong in that it's because 
you either don't understand women or you don't understand the storytelling like mm. yeah it's uh, there's something to it being you know a quote-unquote combat sport it's only just dawning on people that women know how to fight which is crazy because you know it's we got to take care of ourselves and like yeah you know we we know how to fight we can get scrappy and not just in a cat fight way um yeah it's it's the, the whole this being like a violent sport it's all you know a women what do they know about violence you know that's for men it's like i i i'm an enjoyer of violence not necessarily a perpetrator but i think there's a little bit of that in all of us if we try I think that there are a lot of women that either would contribute to violence or <laughs> would watch violence or are into more violent things and they're willing to admit. Mm. I mean, like, women are the number one listeners of true crime. Right. And uh, from that, you know, just that fascination mm. with uh, something so violent. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that wrestling... <laughs> also kind of like connects into that but there are aspects from both of them that kind of like mm. for better or worse because well we're not gonna get into like <laughs> some hot takes about how people like look in a true crime right <laughs> uh this is in good faith yeah yeah of course when we when we speak about true crime we're not <laughs> so when you when you think about like oh what about those people that take it too far you know, well, those aren't the ones that we're addressing. Right. True crime on how it exists now and the idea of how it is enjoyed. I mean, doesn't that also kind of feel like how we also enjoy wrestling? Like, why are you watching that if it's just people just, like, getting hurt all the time? Yeah, I don't know. There's there's some kind of, like, I... Like, I mean, the I... true aspect definitely does kind of, like... Yeah. Is much more of a thing more than the crime. It's like, I hope the, the women listening to true crime aren't as horny for the murderers as we are for the deathmatch wrestlers, is all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> now, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Who's your favorite women's wrestler, Janine? Well, before when I got everything started, it was Nyla Rose. Mm. Watching her win the women's championship in austin live yeah live uh before the pandemic hit uh right when my wisdom teeth were out so <laughs> i was high as a kite um but you know lucid enough for that memory of just her with the belt mm. uh forever ingrained in my head so definitely like where she is now in ring of honor i have I'm paying for Ring of Honor, and I have such a hard time just, like, mm. sitting down to watch it. Right. But, um, I will. <laughs> the promos they post on socials of her in Ring of Honor these last couple of weeks are so good. She is so funny. Yeah, it definitely seems like, um, Ring of Honor now is just having, like, Twitter Nyla. <laughs> yes. Which is what AEW needed to have instead of giving her fucking Vicky Guerrero, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, why don't they just let her be funny? Yeah. I feel like that if this goes over well, I would love to see her still carry the same energy back into AEW. Yeah. Um, not only because, like, she's good at it, but, like, AEW kind of, like, needs to get a little more silly. For, for me personally, I think a lot of it needs to get more silly, but when the women... <laughs> Uh, get silly. I mean, I feel like that they could be uh, playfully mean in very creative ways that sometimes that you don't really get with the male wrestlers. Yeah, I think we're kind of getting some of that with whatever's going on with Ruby and Soraya, though. 
Just the weird, like, kind of conniving, I'm getting into your relationship, and, you know, like, if that's all Soraya's gonna do, then I'm fine with it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we love a silly champion in Tony Storm. Yeah, that was kind of the first brush of, like, okay, let's get all the way unserious. Like, that's, she's so fun. Just so fun. She's so fun sexual too like it's very she knows what she's doing with the word choices that she does what was it called a nuru massage uh something look like it up that. folks look it up it's a it's a fun word to have floating around in your brain the the concept of this massage look it up <laughs> julia julia hart julia right now um what she's been building with the TBS title, how far she's come. Yeah. I've really been enjoying like watching her come from the Cody Rhodes <laughs> Nightmare Family Showcase yeah. to pay-per-view events. Mm. And she's still so young. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's she's so fun. I, you know, there are spooky women all over wrestling. We love them. Hers seems so I, it, it seems pretty fresh, right? It seems like the kind of, like, millennial slash Gen Z uh, concept of witches, right? You know? That's that's still kind of something that's, like, a gimmick that's going from the indies to, like, you know, the major promotions recently. I think there's witches in NXT now, too. Ooh. There's always been witches in TNA Impact. <laughs> they love their magic. I think magic, definitely. Magic users, yeah. witches and things like that. That's definitely got to get its own episode for us because... <laughs> oh, sure. I kind of really want to get into that right now and to try mm. to find, like, connected magic yeah. that is just kind of, like, kayfabe agreed on, like, in multiple places, but... I mean, she's learning from the master of that. She's learning from Malachi Black, so, you know, she... She's got a good education in the magic systems of the wrestling universe. That's true. Mm -hmm. It has its own uh, lore, I'm sure. My favorite wrestler, to bring it back to an Emi Sakura disciple, is uh, Mei Saruga. I just love Mei. I think she's she's so charismatic in a really powerful way. Like, you want to root for her constantly. You want to see her, you know, be a little goblin and also do well. You know, physically, she's got a lot going on for her. Really good moveset. Um... It's just really, really sweet and fun, and I am constantly frustrated that she's not getting bigger opportunities in America. Like, uh, she she and Aki do uh, U.S. tours pretty frequently, but, you know, her brushes with AEW Dark were really nice, and I, I wish they'd capitalized on her at that time. Uh, speaking of which, um, let's keep singing the praises of Emi Sakura. Oh my god, always. Because she has been delivering AEW some banger matches, uh, sometimes like getting booked pretty like on the day. Yeah, yeah. Like she has like what like I think last year like six out of ten of AEW's highest rated matches were Emi Sakura matches. I don't know that might not be an exact number. It was like. More than half, I think, were Emmy matches and just in terms of like the best work rate. And the fact that she has had all of that and I don't know, like she has such a following behind her that wanted her to have that big moment at Wembley, mm. which I really hope she does have uh, yeah. this, this next time coming around. And if she doesn't, then I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about <laughs> anything after that like <laughs> one women's match and couldn't find any other spot for her you know 
biggest show of the year. You gotta, you gotta try. Come on, you know. I, I hope this year is different. Like I know you're trying to harken back to the All In before, but didn't the All In before also have an intergender match? It had an intergender spot. It had Jordan Grace in the opening battle royale. Mm. And I think uh, historically people in charge in AEW were like, mm, we're not going to do that just based on that one match. Ooh. Great. Did it scare cool. the, It scared them off forever now? I don't know. I hope not. Because, God, the, speaking of intergender, the, the match on the Jericho cruise with Kenny and Riho versus Kip and Penelope, I... Oh, I love that one so much. Yeah, it's could only happen on international waters, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> oh, but I I love that match so much. I wish they do more of that. They have a great intergender league. I, I think I was talking about this with somebody on Twitter, but like, you know, you've got Julia could team up with anybody from House of Black. Um, you know, Kenny and Riho is a classic team. Orange and Stat. Orange and Stat, yes. Britt and Adam, which, you know, those are, you know, those are their quote-unquote intergender matches where, you know, men can't hit women. Yeah, stop doing those unless you're going to do them right, is what I'd say. Like, actual intergender or bust. I'm tired of these dumb rules. Yeah, I mean, there are even different ways you could be able to do it. I mean, if you can be able to wrestle... If some of these wrestlers can be able to find different ways to wrestle safe despite being injured, Mm -hmm. they could find ways to be able to wrestle safe in this lineup. And, like, the only thing that it's stopping is, like, like it's not protecting the business. I mean, it's it's basic. I don't know. It's... I don't feel like it's protecting the business because, like, Mm -hmm. you're also showing... Very strong women doing very over-the-top things as well. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they can't interact is very much, I don't know, it's saying that at a level, um, a Peter Avalon could be able to take out a Jade Cargill. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I like when Chris Statlander got in Kenny Omega's face that one time. It's like, oh my god, they would have such a good match. Like, that's the thing, like... Think of all the good matches that could happen if you kind of got out of your own way in terms of like, oh, men shouldn't hit women. I would love to see Willow and Brody King just barking at each other. Oh my God, that pissed me off so much last year. Because like, why is she taunting him? Like, why is she taunting him if they're never going to have a match? And that's something that always kind of bothered me about a lot of women's discourse. Uh, Sometimes on Twitter, it's like, well, a man can say some shit to a man. They can, like, have heat in real life or whatever. And there is a chance, depending on circumstances, that they can resolve their problems by working together. But if a man says something to a woman, chances are he's never going to meet her in the ring and, like, have to back up his words. And, yeah, it's just, like, drawing out the most misogynistic people to all be on your side and dumb beefs of telling women what to do or put them in their place. It's like, if they could at least wrestle about it and make it be something productive to a degree, then that would be so much more fair. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just men talking down to women. Exactly. Yeah. And not being able to have that kind of blow off of, you know, like some, it, it makes it so that 
a man has to shut up a person like that. Yeah. And step in for a woman. And that... Yeah. Uh, sucks. Yeah, no. We we don't like that. There's a lot of different female wrestlers that, you know, work around Mm. this idea of that they take care of their own business. And, you know, as a wrestler, that's what you want to do. Right. Having to rely on uh, somebody else. Uh Uh-huh. Because the promotion doesn't like that idea, like, mm. I don't know. I I definitely think that Stat and Omega should have wrestled. <laughs> They'd have so much fun. Like, not even on a, I don't know. Mm. Like, there's so many stipulations that you could be, a, different match types. Yeah. That could be able to just lend to it so that you don't have to, like... I don't know. But even still, I anytime half-assing it yeah. is just kind of like adding more to this myth that you know female wrestlers can't believably wrestle male wrestlers and and holding on to that idea of believability it's like who are you trying to trick Mm, yeah but you know one one good thing about the indies is that depending on the promotion a lot of them are just like complete intergender havens you know like you'll have Chris Statlander or Willow Nightingale or uh, Edith Surreal just whooping anybody's ass, and yeah, those that's that's one of the appeals of the Indies. Like you don't have to worry about that, and it should be proof that you don't have to worry about that at a higher level. But um, we'll see if anybody listens to that. You know who I like that isn't a wrestler, mm. but is a woman working in AEW. Yeah, Aubrey Edwards. Oh God, yeah, love Aubrey. Um, when I first started podcasting, like for wrestling, uh, all the way back in last episode, um, <laughs> I uh, I did take some time to listen to how other wrestle podcasts went, and Aubrey, despite being a project manager, not really, uh, you know, a talking head in these a lot of interviews. Yeah. Um, just for the sheer amount of volume of interviews that she's done mm. for AW Unrestricted, it has been. I definitely borrowed a couple of <laughs> things, different things that just kind of help patch together. Yeah. A lot of it's loose. I'm shooting mm. from the hip most of the time, but you can't take nothing after consuming something <laughs> for so long. A little bit of other stuff is going to seep in. Yeah. Um, more, for, more than podcasting. Uh, she's also great as a ref. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, her job that she was hired for. Um, and that she's actually good at, no matter what anybody says. Uh, I think the best parts about her is when she can be able to show that she is not intimidated. Oh, God. Like her... if Jericho or somebody gets in her face. That was like, that just, the first time that happened, I, at the first All Out, when she got in Jericho's face... My jaw was on the floor. It's like, oh my God, I'm in love with this woman. This is so cool. I'm so glad she gets to, first of all, she got the spot of refing AEW's first world championship match. Like, that's a big deal. Jericho was smart to request her. Yeah, just, just not taking any shit is like so beautiful. And I, you know, that's to get that moment so early in AEW is like, okay. Okay, good job. Yeah, it definitely gave us an idea of what to expect from her. Yeah. She had a match with Karen Jarrett. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, she's also pretty good to follow up on Twitter just for silly jokes and mm-hmm. her show day nails. 
that oh, is yeah, one the thing Shodé I nails do like to check up on every now and then is mm. uh, she'll paint her nails bending on whatever city or event that's going on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really fun. I mean, I'll have to look back to see like what Austin has been. Mm. But um, probably some orange in there. You, you know, know how it goes. Yeah. You you get sports team colors. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you, sometimes you get pride nails. Sometimes they're just like nostalgic, um, just based on memories she's had of the past and returning to things. And that, that's nice, you know, good way to express yourself in a subtle feminine way in this business. Also, she does not give a shit about counting and tax. <laughs> she'll drop down and she'll just like slam her hand just right yeah. into the fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, she's got a great ring presence. 110%, no fear. Like, I, I would be sweeping out a little area <laughs> for my hand to go down. I don't, yeah. I don't think I'd be, I don't know. Mm. Then again, you know, it's like, well, if that's like the only bump that you'd really have to do compared to everybody else, you know. Yeah. In terms of non-wrestling wrestlers, um, I like, uh, Sayuri Namba, the, uh, ring announcer for Tokyo Joshi Pro. Uh, she's fun. She's, like, a little weirdo. I love her. She, she's always so enthusiastic, always bringing the noise and the fun. Yeah, when I see her, I'm like, okay, she's got everything under control. Because, like, you know, Tokyo Joshi just goes out of control so fast sometimes. <laughs> just like, oh, these crazy women are, you know, tearing this house down. It's like, I, when I see Sayuri, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're crazy too, but, like, you know, you're you're more powerful crazy than everybody else i trust you in this situation mm. you know i would be remiss well she was a wrestler but i, I just want to shout out brandy rhodes in new japan as a valet always on point always always on point part of my my, my favorite match of all time uh ibushi versus cody wrestle kingdom 12 she sh- was such an important part of that the female valets in in new japan are so often just eye candy but she uh, she made a difference she knew her role in the best way and just like brought the power and the kind of evil mastermind vibes we like when women are evil we do and mean not 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 catty we don't want we don't want women like you know constantly tearing each other down but you know fun when it's when you can be mean to me yeah (laughs) speaking of mean i don't know i think i'd really want to mention shana wayne Mm -hmm. mother wayne i think that it was very strange to see her just come in so (laughs) fast but she took that role and she fucking ran with you boo a mother god every time she says that it's like okay mother no i hate that don't say that (laughs) no No, she's wonderful i i you know it seems like she's she doesn't know how to act is one thing about her like she is not an actress like but but she's she's giving it her all out there just keep saying the same line you boo a mother (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I mean, I I think that how she's doing it is... I think it's getting better each time, and I would not be surprised if we see, like, some extended sequence with her mm. being able to shine more, because I feel like she's really... Like, she's having fun up there. She's going to take a table bump at some point. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's going to make me think about who's going to do it, but, like, mm. oh, any woman who gets to go up against the patriarchy is going to be, like the best Mm. like i don't know i'm already writing 
poems and painting murals of whoever takes down Christian Cage. <laughs> is it going to be Cope or is he going to go down another time? <coughs> Who knows? Mm. But I'm, I'm having fun either way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's always going to have something creative going on at Christian Cage. I was thinking we could be able to like go into like being a female wrestling fan, but I don't have a good segue for it. Mm. I mean, we kind of haven't been doing segues. We've just kind of been jumping in straight to things a little bit. You know what? That is fair. You can't <laughs> judge us on how what we do with our podcast. <laughs> you don't like it? Make one yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, love of women doesn't just extend to wrestlers and on-screen personality. You know, we we our our little communities online are full of fun women. You know, many female artists and fan artists and people doing like amazing translations. Like I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the women who translate like ibushi tweets or you know any manner of like japanese article just for the love of the game you know it's not just women doing that but uh, we they, 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 we have priorities as wrestle girlies you know yo all you wrestle girlies on tumblr who like make the gift sets <laughs> y'all are the ones giving me life yes um because i i don't think that tumblr would tumblr is such a good place for it that i i wish more people and more people that are following me, like more mutuals I have yeah. on Tumblr, were into wrestling because I don't know. I'm I've gotten a a reputation among my mutuals, so whenever they see something that is gay and wrestling yes. together, like <laughs> they'll just message me about it. It's a great reputation to have, by the mm. way. You know, the girlies on Tumblr who explain, like you know, you got people posting the gifts. And then uh, sometimes they'll go rogue, like the dog collar match between MJF and Punk, and people being like, what the fuck is this? So shout out to everybody, like, under those tweets explaining, it's like, listen, this is safe, they're doing aftercare, like, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's all consensual, and it's really fun, and you should get into it. Like, yes, we love that energy. I mean, present company included, but yep. the merch makers. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, everybody's selling on the sly. Everybody just, like, on their tumblers, like, hey, girls, like, here's here's some new stuff, pre-order. Like, yes, thank you for your service. Yeah, I mean, like, being able to wear or or just, like, have different, like, wrestling merch that is cute when different places like may not have that interest to try to do that like no which honestly fools yeah. all of them fools yeah we really have to kind of make our own spaces as women in wrestling uh fandoms you know fandoms and actual you know the women's wrestlers themselves because you know it's it's not always easy you know I've definitely felt that when I tell somebody that as a woman that I like wrestling uh, I definitely do like from people that aren't that don't know about wrestling. I sometimes I do get a couple of looks from that, you mm, know. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I feel like every time I go to a New Japan show, like stateside, like it's such a hostile energy. Like there are there are some women there, but like you know, it's, it's so much guy energy. Sometimes it's like, um, you know, you guys have fun, I guess. I'm gonna be over here, try not to be noticed. I mean, if you get noticed at a new Japan show, um, you might get bullet babed. So, <laughs> isolated incident. Not everybody at these shows is terrible, but you know, there's uh, there's some snobs out there. I feel like a lot of them definitely just have like 
preconceived notions about women in general mm. that like their idea of what women would like in wrestling is definitely wrong yeah <laughs> i mean like it's skewed but like it's skewed so much that it's like if you only think that the women that are watching wrestling are like the wives and the girlfriends of the men that like wrestling mm -hmm. you're going to miss out on a bunch of lesbians yes <laughs> lesbians who have their special boys right. like we have the women we want to step on us and then we have our our special boys there is some sad men <laughs> that we could just like really just like sometimes yeah um just really pathetic wet cat yeah kind of men those are fun yeah to watch speaking of one of them hangman page i was watching hangman versus moxley a revolution watching it live and there was a dude sitting in front of us with his girlfriend and you know he's fun you know I, I like to i like to talk to guys at shows you know i like to be social with the people around me sometimes there's an energy though of like they don't think they can be your friend you know they, they they're like oh yeah there you are you know it's like i don't know i'm i'm deep in the paint i'm trying to have fun and we're watching this hangman mox match and i am losing my mind i fucking love death matches i love hangman page love mox it's getting violent i'm having a good time mox is smashing hangman's hand with a brick and the dude sitting in front of me turns around to me and says he's not gonna hold your hand now honey and i was so taken aback it's like do you think i'm here for that is that what you think i'm here for i am here to see my baby doll get smashed to pieces and it's going to be fun and glorious i don't i have no interest in holding this man's hand i just want to see him fight but yeah to be to be like i don't know stereotyped like that was like mm, okay i can kind of see why you're not trying to be friends with me right now that's fine you see me as a woman when i'm a wrestling fan just like you we should get along based on that let's all get along i think that probably uh one of my best experiences with a random person in a wrestle show was with another woman mm -hmm. um because she was getting loud and obnoxious about <laughs> the women's matches during a part where a lot of people were kind of let's mm. let's face it there are some very terrible men that get up and use the women's match as their bathroom break mm -hmm. and they don't deserve the women that they want to get signed to be honest yeah they make a big deal about a woman you know they want to leg up on the competition or whatever and then don't appreciate it don't support the work like what are you watching for is this person not a wrestler like you don't deserve a julia or mercedes monet if you're <laughs> like walking out of a willow match exactly yeah you think you think that's gonna fly with mercedes monet you better get lost and yeah that's definitely you know we lots of improvements to be made in the women's divisions in aew but feels like with mercedes coming in it feels like they're making them and making them count you know it's been like a couple months now it's like wow this is the most kind of concrete changes that we've seen in the women's yeah. division i think like, like they're announcing women's matches seven days early you know, like, yeah, sometimes, on, you know, they are slowly giving us more time generally. More time. Like it's, it's a lot. Like, I feel like on average, the matches are getting a little longer as we speak. Now there are two matches on collision this Saturday. I mean, one's going to be a squash match as a Serena Deeb match. You know how she operates, but 
is two women's matches. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. to be honest, that that's what I wanted when Serena Deeb came up with her five minute challenge. I was like, okay, so she could have her five minutes and then there would then be another one. There would be something movie. else. But yeah, now maybe we're actually getting it. Yeah, yeah. Which honestly, with Saturday being what it's like right now, it definitely could be able to use more women. Yeah. Because by the end of the <clears throat> week, if you don't have enough stuff going through the women's storyline, uh, something can get lost because now that there are more women on TV, mm-hmm. like the storylines definitely feel like they're moving. It definitely feels like that there's more parts involved. There's there's more non-title related storylines. Like right now you've got something going on between Soraya and Ruby, like I mentioned before. You've also got something going on with Willow and Chris Atlander. Like the, the Stokely Hathaway issues that they're having persist. And it's good to see them having something to do that's not, you know, I want the title, rah, 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 and then, like, not having any matches. I think that was, like, a really big problem before was that there was only really the titles to go for Mm -hmm. and, like, not enough time for everyone about them. Yeah. I would love to see them come up with women's tag titles soon. Yeah, I think we're getting to be about that time. I've always kind of been resistant against the idea because, like, okay, it's just more belts that just aren't going to get featured. But I think we're approaching time for it. The tag division in AEW is in shambles, so I was stop trying with the men for a minute and try with women, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That might be some way to get your uh, inspiration back, Tony Uh, Khan. Yeah, I... It is an untapped market for AEW right now, something that they have not ventured out into, and they'll never know what they could be able to get from that until they actually try. Yeah. I wish we had more to say about the state of the women's division in WWE, but fuck if I know anything about it. Sorry. Uh, well, you know, that, (laughs) that is probably a good point right now to kind of talk about the Vince of it all right now. Yeah, it's uh, bad stuff going on right now, specifically talks of sex trafficking, which is terrible. So just a general like trigger warning for the next few minutes. We got it to unload about this. It's it's all bad. I don't I don't want to ignore this right now and i don't want to seem like i'm attacking wwe the thing is is that vince is like like wwe is kind of vince though you know no no we're not saying anything about the performers involved except the ones that were named like brock lesnar and you know there there you know there is obviously a culture of that but like it's vince is wwe in a sense so it's hard to talk about the company without talking about him because it's only recently where he's kind of like being forced to step away but not really but kind of but always coming back he's trying to get power and money and now all this stuff's coming out that's where we are now i mean for me personally i i wish i really wouldn't have to talk about this i (laughs) wish vince stayed gone and uh didn't come back so that if this did happen um it would be in a position where it wouldn't be affecting wrestling you know Mm -hmm. but it's it's something like it's it does color the entire history of the WWE poorly, though. It's it's hard to look back at a lot of the women's stuff in, like, the, the 80s and 90s and be like... I mean, it was already, like, misogynistic and gross on screen, but, like, it just makes you even more scared for what's been going on behind the scenes because it could have been nothing good. 
Yeah, I th- I think that definitely when it it comes down to this, it's structurally something <laughs> was not right. If it was if things were set up to help this up, mm. and I would like to see some changes. And I mean, there were allegations for Vince forever, and it was the reason why I didn't watch uh, WWE when I started getting into wrestling, and mm. it was never that I did not like their product. Uh. It was because particularly him. Yeah. Just him. Yeah. And if there was no Vince, I would give WWE a shot, but because he's so in there and he found his way to claw back, I just and... I can't feel comfortable knowing so many allegations. Yeah. And, like, surrounding himself with people who are also, like, uh, you know, participating and perpetuating that culture, you know? Like, it's it was all his cronies, all his buddies. And no matter who you were at the time, if you were in a position of power, it seems like you were either turning a blind eye to it or participating in it. That's kind of the vibe that's being thrown around right now because these things just don't happen in a vacuum you know yeah like there there's a culture of it where you kind of keep your head down for risk of losing your job and that's a scary thing to happen and a scary environment to be a part of but it still is a lot of people are participating in it in in various ways so yeah it's the culture he created it's you know it's not even just exclusive to wwe either you hear a lot of stories about abuse on the indies the speaking out movement and stuff like misogyny perpetrates all levels of wrestling from the top to the bottom and i hope everybody is on notice about that now because we need to do something about it yeah i don't think any pro wrestling at any level should be protected if it in itself is perpetuating any kind of violence against women. Yeah. I feel like knowing these allegations and knowing like how much evidence and claims were put up against Vince, Mm -hmm. hearing people say, but he's so good for business. It's like, how many women are you going to be okay going through this for business yeah and like this it shouldn't be the business yeah it's it's not even good business like all the money he paid to like shut women up like you know i get for like dudes in his circle is like yeah i will burn all the money i need to just to get my rocks off but like at some point you have to be like well is that true like do you have to keep burning money just to keep harassing women like that's I don't think that's good business by the definition of good business. Yeah, like it's it's not solving anything. All it is is just like keeping like it is making a problem. Yes. And it's just like pretending that like that is not not just like an acceptable aspect of it, uh-huh. but like an institution. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it does feel like it I don't know. I can't make big claims because Uh at the moment things are just allegations yeah but i can say that like a large amount of allegations can make me uncomfortable (laughs) to ever like want to say somebody's name yeah yeah doesn't doesn't the name itself feel like a dirty word exactly not it makes you sick but you know 
you have to keep shouting it to get people to realize that like yeah he needs to he needs to suffer he needs to be punished he needs to suffer consequences you know it just uh, the calls for him dying are you know good enough but like i think death is too kind for him we need to i would love to see him in jail for the rest of his life for starters I, I would love to see him affected in his money in such a way that he can't uh, benefit from. Like, take away his shares in WWE. Yeah. I, like, he should not have any claim or control of something that he himself has used hmm. uh, f- to perform illegal action and the Sexual thing is violence yes these these things aren't acceptable things just right. because you paid for someone not to talk about it no you just it's... you know put a band-aid over it so that you could feel like you know yeah you paid for it like yeah you got away with it and huh there's too many people who feel like they've gotten away with terrible things that yeah. should never be done to a person right no, exploiting people really is kind of at the heart of the business. At least it has been. I feel like we're over the last like six or seven years, I feel like we're kind of getting to a better spot where it's like, okay, maybe we should have rights as workers and, you know, not be asked to do dangerous things. There's still some old systems around. It's like, okay, I have to earn people's respect by doing dumb shit. Well, I think the younger wrestlers now are like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to risk my health, obviously, by doing this dangerous job, but not more than I have to. And I think a lot of that attitude is kind of like empowering women as well to like speak out against a lot of the harassment and misogyny backstage in certain places. This seems like another big turning point. Like, speaking out was a big turning point in wrestling and indie wrestling and, like, the even, you know, touching, like, the the big companies as well. This seems like it's not going to go away in a good way. Like, this might actually affect some change. At least you hope, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you know, Vince is like a Trump guy. It's like they can wiggle their way out of anything. But, you know, we got to hold on hope that this is going to do something to make things better. I feel hopeful about it. I feel that having these kind of conversations keep the ability of this kind of thing happening. Yeah. And I hope that all of those who definitely have played some part of it, I Uh hope that, you know they can be able to get pointed out because people know. Yeah. You know, women, like, we have to kind of protect ourselves, you know? Like, at, at certain points, it's like, like any business, any any culture, subculture, or, you know, organization, you'd hope that there are women looking out for other women to be like, listen, you know, you can't do this. Don't mess with this guy. You know, look out for your fellow women and that regard of like yes because you know a lot of the times nobody's gonna no man will understand or go to bat for you but yeah we have to come together as women to make this a better space yeah and we frequently do and yeah we will keep doing it as long as the problems persist oh wrestle girlies believes women yes we believe women we support women we uplift women's voices all right it looks like we've been <laughs> supporting women for enough 
uh, before this becomes a full-on fuck Vince episode, which <laughs> I am not opposed to doing. Oh, yeah, but, you know, that's just going to make yourself super mad. We can go into all Vince's, you know, crimes. We can they're, put they're endless. Can, yes. Endless, endless crimes, endless crimes. Go to jail a million times. If we put if we put him on trial now, it would be a seven-part series. <laughs> yes. And oh. each episode would be two hours long. Yeah, we'll see if he actually gets a documentary made now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. All right. Well, you could be able to find me. I didn't mention it in the last one, but I I do have to. I do another podcast, um, Domance Dawn. <laughs> uh, you could be able to find that on Blue Sky right now, mm. domancedawn.bisky.social, uh, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, you, we were on Spotify, I think, mm. and Apple Podcasts, Deezer. Basically places that where you could also get Russell Girlies. Yeah. And uh, to explain that podcast, I watch One Piece and The Simpsons with my friend Luke. <laughs> and I pair characters from The Simpsons with One Piece characters while I'm watching them. I'm almost 300 episodes in. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> if you don't, if this kind of thing is not your thing, that's totally fine. I'm having fun with it anyway. Yeah. Um, you could also find my socials on Twitter, Janine Juliet, and JanineJuliet.Bisky.Social up on Blue Sky. Uh, follow me on Blue Sky. That's also where you, you will find us, mm-hmm. Wrestle Girlies, on Twitter and on Blue Sky. And I don't know. Is it worth getting any other things? I don't think we have enough visuals for Instagram. Yeah. yeah. You can find me on Instagram, though. Flighty Butlass, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to just go ahead and, like, not announce it. Because if you follow me on socials, you probably already know. But I guess this is a chance to say that Janine will be with me when we go to WrestleCon in Philadelphia. Flighty Butless is selling merchandise. I, I will be running a table. And Janine will be with me. And that'll be so fun. Come say hi. Yeah, we'll have fun. We'll talk about it more um, probably before and after. You know, I just wanted to put that out there that we're getting excited for it. We're starting to find little spots in Philadelphia we want to check out. So if you have any recs, let me know. All right. That seems to wrap it up for us. So before we go... We got a new sign-off. Yeah. (laughs) You want to go ahead and hit it for everybody? Yeah. Fuck Vince.